0: Hey everybody. Have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball give Podbean a high level of recommendation. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Michael Pree here with my co-host, Frank White.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Now, in this episode of Screwball, we're moving along with our top 10 lists around the horn. Uh, we're going to change it up a little bit today with, as far as numerically, you know, normally we should have went to second and third, you know, numerically on the, you know, on, on the infield, but we changed it up a little bit for the sake of, uh, we're doing the middle infield, second is short, uh, kind of makes sense because second... Baseman and shortstops are kind of linked you know as far as being middle infielders and they kind of similar play you know high average good defense stuff like that so uh we just figured it would make more sense to do the middle infield next week we'll do or in two weeks we'll do third base and left field mix them two together so this list we're going to start out with the second baseman finish after we did the first baseman last week so numerically it will continue from there the second base uh and shortstop are interesting positions there's a lot of uh a lot of really, really great, you know, legends in the game. And, you know, a lot of guys, uh, high defense. I think that one of the best defenders probably of all time is on, on our lists here. So let's just get right into it with uh, with second baseman. Uh, I'll start first, I guess, with my honorable mentions. Uh, I have four this week uh, for both positions. So my first honorable mentions in no particular order are Robinson Cano, uh, Nap Lajouet, Bobby Gritch, and Chase Utley. Um, some of you might already be wondering why I don't have Robinson Cano on my regular list, but after his second PED, you know, test and he's suspended the whole year, that kind of for me kind of shoot him off my list. And uh, a lot of his stats you probably have to bring into question now. You know, if it's the second time, it's you know, it's not like a slap on the wrist thing. It's now, you know, you get you get caught again, you're out of baseball. So let's just get into my list after I gave my four honorable mentions, uh, starting at number ten. I have Jeff Kent. Number nine, I have Roberto Alomar. Number eight, I have Charlie uh, Geringer. Number seven, I have Craig Biggio. Number six, I have Jackie Robinson. Number five, I have Eddie Collins. Number four, Ryan Sandberg. Number three, Rod Carew. Number two, Rogers Hornsby. And number one, Joe Morgan. I'm going to be kind of quick here because uh, me and Frank kind of have a similar list, so we'll, you know, let him give his list. We'll kind of talk a little bit about it. But uh, just a few things, Um, maybe that would be controversial or... Things that I think are notable is that uh, number 10, I have Jeff Kent. I think that Jeff Kent is wildly underrated. Uh, I think that he is a top 10 second baseman. If not top 10, you got to probably include him in your top 12, top 15, somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, I think that he needs some more look at his Hall of Fame case. I believe he has the most home runs for a second baseman of all time. And I think that offensively, he's one of the best second basemen in uh, high war, or at least higher war than most people would think. Craig Biggio, number seven, uh, might be a little low for some people, and that's not really any – that's not like – I don't like Craig Biggio. It's just like he – you know, when you consider the top guys I have above him, it's it's kind of hard to keep keep moving them up. Uh, Jackie Robinson might be in top three for some people, but for me, statistically, he kind of falls short of the other guys, and while I understand how much Jackie Jackie Robinson did for the game, I just don't know if I can put him really higher than guys like Eddie Collins, Rod Carew, Rogers Hornsby and then my one and two uh, you know that I think it's a I think it's a debatable one and two is Joe Morgan and Rogers Hornsby I think Joe Morgan is kind of like the like the Johnny Bench of second baseman where obviously Johnny Bench has you know uh, his leaps and bounds in a lot of ways better than most catchers but second baseman I think Joe Morgan is like the second baseman like when you kind of think second baseman and played in a more modern era then Rogers Hornsby maybe gives him a little bump for me. Uh, obviously, Rogers Hornsby has a, a wildly higher war than Joe Morgan. So, if you want to go the war route, Rogers Hornsby should be ahead of him. But uh, I just think that Joe Morgan uh, encapsulates second baseman winning with being with the Reds. And also, maybe he got a bump for me, maybe because he just recently died. Maybe there's a little bump there, too. But other than that, I'm going to let Frank talk a little bit because I've been talking too long. Uh, <laughs> um, so we'll, uh, we'll pick up a little bit after he gives his list and his honorable mentions.
1: Yeah. I thought these two positions were hard to judge or rank. Yeah. Because you don't really know what the hell's going on half the time. It's either your full defense or you hit hit a lot and didn't play any defense. And these are two very high defensive positions. So I guess you can kind of compare it to catcher, really.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, but, uh, to start with my list of honorable mentions, I got, uh, my first one's Jeff Kent, Mike was talking about before. I believe he has what the most home runs, or second most home runs as a second baseman. Yeah. Um, he's about like six eight second baseman. It feels like.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um, he was a really good player. Bounced around throughout his career. Career. <clears throat> Nobody, ca- no one cared though about Jeff Kent for some reason. I
0: know. It's weird. You know, he
1: was like a middle of the order kind of second baseman. No one really cared. Oh, we got Jeff Kent. But he's really good. Yeah. It's like no, nah, we got it. Cool. It's like he's not an eight hitter. He's not like a, oh he's gonna play a little bit like he's a really good player. Mm. Um, played a lot of good teams, put Dodgers, uh, you know, put Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played in a lot of good teams. Sure. Um, my next honorable mention is Frankie Frisch,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Frisk, Fish. You know, however some guys say it different, but you know, he's a fantastic player. Um, the next guy on my list here, me and Mike actually seen him in person. Didn't actually get to meet him, but we seen him pretty up in, uh, up close in, in Detroit when you went to see that uh, anniversary team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lou Whitaker. Uh, mm. He's a Hall of Fam- He should be a Hall of Famer. Uh, the fact that he's not in is a crime. Uh, one of the best second basements of all time. Obviously, you can see on our list here, um, the reason he's not is because some of his offensive stats, you know, they don't really match up compared to some of these guys who have 3,000 hits and stuff like that. You know, he's definitely one of the best second basements um, of his era for sure. And uh, he was fantastic defensively. My mm-hmm. um, next one, uh, then I'm going to get the name the next two. I'll probably get the name wrong. Uh next one, Red uh diced
0: Mm-hmm, thank you. Schoen
1: densed Something like for that. For the Cardinals. I believe he died this year or two years ago. Uh, recently, I mean, he played for the Cardinals a long time ago. He was in their organization. I believe he was in baseball for 80 years.
0: It's crazy.
1: Almost 80 years. I think it was 75, 78, something like that. It was within 70 to 80 years that he was in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and it's just ridiculous. He played with the Cardinals. He was a coach. He was front office. He did everything over there. A uh, number of retired for the Cardinals. He was like one of their first superstars on uh, the next one his name is also very hard to pronounce that is uh, Frank White uh, yeah uh, who's that I don't know uh, he's <laughs> fantastic and uh, that's pretty much it got good a great defensive name. yeah pretty good yeah it's a pretty good one. <laughs> uh, he was very good defensively um, it was a big part of the Royals uh, you know dominant teams there uh, rivaled with the Yankees mm-hmm. in the 70s there really good player retired number for the Royals yep. and Borderline really will be Hall of Famer his stats don't really match up again because it's a more defensive position back then but for second baseman he was one of the better ones uh, next one on my list I have Nellie Fox mm-hmm. fantastic player and the last one Billy Randolph he was I believe Billy Randolph was really one of the f- early on offensive second baseman yeah I don't think he really gets credit I mean he wasn't like a bunch of home runs or nothing like that but he was a very good offensive second baseman mm-hmm. um, kind of early on Compared to some of these guys, he really set the tone of offensive second baseman being able to do both. So, that's why I want to mention him. But to get into my top ten quickly, um, number ten, I have Jackie Robinson. As Mike said, his stats, he doesn't have stats. Yeah. Simple as that, he doesn't have stats. You know, impact on the game was obviously there, but his stats aren't there. He also played a lot of positions. If you look at his stats, second base really wasn't a standout position for him. Uh, Defensively, he was nothing really special. More of an offensive player. And uh, it always bothers me the fact that he gets credited for the first uh, African-American ball player in uh, professional baseball when he wasn't. And you want to go look that up. It's William Edward White.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I believe uh, he played in the early or late 1800s. Yeah. Uh, he technically is the first one. So it always kind of bothered me a little bit that they never really, never talked about him. Mm-hmm. You'd never hear that. And I mean, Jackie Robbins, obviously, impact was a lot more than than uh, William Edward White is impact, but you got to give credit where credit's due.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's not. So a lot that, of
0: people like to misconstrue what he did versus him being – like people think he's the first because of what he ended up doing, but he wasn't the first.
1: Yeah, so that kind of always bothered me. But Jackie Robinson was good his <coughs> stats don't, they don't add up, so it's hard to put him higher up on the list. Number nine, I got Nap Lashway. Um, that, I mean, go look at his stats. I don't even have to get into him. He just hit the ball everywhere, wherever he wanted. The new Cleveland name people want him to be the Cleveland Naps because he was like a player manager. They had the team named after him actually back in the day for like a year. They were the Cleveland Naps because it was Naplajew, so it's ridiculous. Mm. Number eight same as Mike's is uh, Charlie uh, Geiner. Yes. Geimer, Geimer, Geiringer. I don't even.
0: Yeah, yeah Garringer. I just.
1: Geiringer. Yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> he's another one. Just go look at his stats. Played a long time ago, but fantastic. Number seven Ryan Sandberg. One a huge offensive power numbers as well at second base, and he won a home run derby. I think he won a home run derby. Really feel like one home run.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was something but, crazy. Um, he
1: was a power for the most part, power hitting second baseman, which you didn't really see Played on some Cubs teams that were not very good, but on some Cubs teams that were good. My um, next player, which could easily be higher, but I think it's because his defense at that position was never. It was good. I believe it was above average, but never stand out, and that's Rod Carew. Um, I believe he's a top ten hitter of all time. Oh yeah. With you know. 80 home runs, whatever he hit, the bat laying flat as can be. He just slapped base hits everywhere. Mm-hmm. He was like a skinnier version of Tony Gwynn, mm-hmm. the same type of player. Slapped the ball over the shortstop everywhere, wherever you moved. And Rock crew said that I believe was he would see the guy move one step to the left, he'd hit it one step to the right. He knew wherever you moved, he could hit it that one step the opposite direction, and he would just do that. Mm-hmm. That's why he batted almost 400 a couple times. Yeah. Uh, fifth on my list is Eddie Collins. I don't even know what else you want me to say about Eddie Collins. Just another really old player with ridiculous stats. All the older players have just – their stats are just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I know. Ridiculous. <laughs> they don't make sense. But I know. That's why you got to give them their credit no matter what. No matter, no matter how long you talk about baseball, even 100 years from now, they're still going to be in the top 10 because their stats are just ridiculous. Yeah. Unless somehow baseball reverts back to that craziness, which offensively I guess it makes more sense offensively if possibly stats reverting back compared to pitching. Those are never coming back. No so never come, Pitching's never going to come back. Offense, I guess you could say maybe maybe comes back at some level.
0: You'll probably never even touch Cy Young's losses. No. So like you get stats like that, it's just yeah. it's... no. You're not gonna no.
1: You're not you're gonna be lucky if you get a guy who pitches pitches as many losses as a Cy Young had. Yeah. Pitches as many that's games that he had losses. That's that's just how it is. Mm. There are former list. I actually have him very high. I actually was gonna put him more in the middle, a couple spots lower. Until I really looked at the stats. Um, and that's Roberto Alomar. Mm. A lot of stolen bases. A lot of hits. You know, RBIs. He had some home runs. Mm-hmm. Very good defensively. Uh, he was a very good player. Roberto Alomar, switch hitter, which always gives you a boost. Um, number three is Craig Biggio. Mike had him, I believe, like seven. Yeah. Craig Biggio is a 3,000 hit guy. Mm-hmm. Um, should have been a first battle Hall of Famer. I don't know why he couldn't be. He had yeah. 3,000 hits. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know. Um, defensively, he was good. He played multiple positions. Second base was always his home. Um, stole bases, had power, consistent. He played like almost every day. Yeah. And he was a big part of the killer base and the mm-hmm. longest member of the killer base. Yeah. I think he was the most important. He had Bagwell, he smoked the home runs and Berkman did a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. But Biggio did all of it. Stole bases, played great defense, average home runs uh, consistently. He was there every year. He played 20 years.
0: Yeah. Something like he that. He was like
1: Mr. Astro almost.
0: Oh yeah. He was like, sure. he,
1: when you think about that, that newer, or not newer now, but at the time it was that newer Astro Jersey. Like the the dark red, mm-hmm. gold, black with the pinstripe jersey. That was Craig Biggio.
0: Yeah. If you yep. think of the
1: Astros those years, it's Craig Biggio. Oh, yeah. Like, and like when you see the rainbow ones, you almost think of Nolan Ryan and Mike Scott and guys like that. But when you think of the the, the pinstripe one, it's Craig Biggio, and Magwell, and Berkman. Mm-hmm. But Bag- Biggio just played every day, all the time. So that's why I put Biggio up there. He was just a great hitter. Number two, I have Joe Morgan. Um, he, like I said, you said before, you can go one or two. It doesn't really matter. You know, Joe, Joe Morgan, uh, we lost him recently. But um, as second base goes, he was, you know, uh, the picture, the definition of a second baseman. Another one that was really early on with offense at second base. Yeah. Home runs, stolen bases, base hits, played a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, defense was really good. Big part of the big red machine. As you can see, these big red machine players, almost every one for them, from the teams are on these top 10 lists. We yeah. talked about, what, Tony Perez? Yeah. We talked about. Uh, Johnny Bench, talk about Joe Morgan.
0: We'll talk about another one we'll soon. we talk
1: about another one, another <laughs> crazy Billy.
0: Yeah.
1: And you, you might even get a – You know, there's another one you can maybe mention on the outfield, in left field, that could be mentioned. Yeah. Whose son son outweighed him a lot, but you can even mention him at that position. Um, of course, pitching, they didn't really have that, but um, offensively, I mean, geez. But Joe Morgan was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And and off the field, and after he got done playing as a, an announcer, was almost just as important as his playing days, which is crazy to say, but that's how good he was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was able to broadcast the game to a lot of people and uh, grow the game mm-hmm. how good he was. Sure. Um, and number one, I'm not even going to get it into him, it's Roger Hornsby. Mm-hmm. His stats are ridiculous. That's just how it is.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, my God. It's
1: like 78 million hits. Yeah. <laughs> Had um, like three hundred, you know, three ninety eight for his life because he was the greatest. Mm-hmm. His offensive stats: these guys, he's Eddie Collins, these Roger Hornsby's, you know, Matt Lagueway. Their stats are just ridiculous. Yeah, they're, just, they're not fair.
0: If yeah, if you if you go pure statistical, I mean, Rogers Hornsby should be number one. You go pure statistical, and even if you go pure statistical, Eddie Collins could probably even be number two because yeah. those guys. I'm I'm pretty sure they both had like a one hundred and twenty war. And you
1: know they're which gonna is, hit mm. in every era.
0: Oh, yeah, because that style of hitting is just.
1: And I mean, Roger Hornsby, he had home runs too. He was just a dominant. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, all right, so Roger Hornsby's going to get his three hits today. You just had to hope the other guys, guys didn't get there. You, you had to stop the other guys from getting their hits because he was going to get his three hits. That's how it is with Hornsby and Appalachia Way. That's how it was with, kind of with Rod So We you know he's going to slap three base hits today. Just make sure there's no one on base when he's a guy in second because he's going to slap a base hit and get an RBI. Yeah. That's kind of how it was. You, you didn't really game plan to stop him because you weren't. If yeah. you stopped him, you're like, all right, we got lucky.
0: Yeah, we got lucky today. <laughs>
1: yeah, and there's a lot of chances he didn't, he didn't hit someone else was going to hit because he hit every other day.
0: Yeah, so. he yeah, he was unbelievable. Like you said, Nap Lajorway was unbelievable. I just didn't quite have him on my list because, you know, especially with, with these positions, short and second, there's a lot of the older guys, and I just didn't think that he quite made the cut with the other. What I, I got three kind of older guys here with Eddie Collins, Hornsby, and, and Geringer. Um, I didn't think he quite made the cut, but I would, he would probably be eleven for me. So, you know, I, I didn't like I said, it's just the old guys. They, they always sit weird in my head, which is probably why I don't have Rogers Hornsby number one. Because, like I said, from a pure statistical standpoint, you gotta, I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, and these guys, their style is never going to change. It's never going to die out, and mm. we see that. We see that with with players throughout baseballs, even past. We even mentioned some of these guys. Uh, you know, one guy you could bring up who just announced his retirement, Howie Kendrick. Yeah. Very similar type of hitter. Mm-hmm. just going to hit. Obviously, the average wasn't 350, 360. No, but... it's very similar type of hitter. He's going to hit everywhere. Right field more times than not. Mm-hmm. And he's just going to smack base hits. LeMahieu is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. He's a 330 hitter. Yeah. Slaps the ball to right field, doesn't care about home runs, just base hit. Mm-hmm. Rod Carew. Rod Carew's like 70 years after Nat He's like the same type of hitter. Just slap base hits. Tony Gwynn. You know, uh, even, uh, you know, you can you can say if you want to Ichiro, even know his style never matches up, but the the, the way he get hits was just get base hits. Yeah, that style of hitting is never gonna go. Juan Pierre, you know Ben Revere, you know he's you know he doesn't compare to any of these guys, but that style of hitting, mm-hmm. Kenny Lofton, just the base hits and then go go back your about your day, mm-hmm. you're never gonna die out. No. that's what these guys did. Hornsby maybe a little different, maybe Eddie Collins a little different, but Nap Lajoie, Rod Carew, they're all the same, you know. Type of hitters, yeah, you know, we'll get on later on Ty Cobb. They're, mm-hmm. they're all the same type of hitter, and it's never going to go anywhere. Yeah, base hits are going to be base hits no matter what when you play. You know, home runs will come and go, mm-hmm. but you know, base hit hitter can play until he's forty five years old Those eyes don't know. You know, don't go bad.
0: Yeah, it, um, yeah, that's why I'm a little surprised because I know you love Rod Carew. I'm surprised you didn't have him quite as high as I mean, I think you had, what you have him six. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like you disrespect. I, mean, I think my guy, top but... three
1: are pretty locked in. I think Robert Roberto Alomar. Surprised me a little bit. I was kind of thinking Rod Carew, maybe four or five, but oh. Roberto Alomar's stats are just ridiculous. Yeah. Rod Carew again. I don't think his defense was as dominant at a defensive, no, methods, like hands down defensive position. Mm. So I think that's why I dropped him a spot. And Eddie Collins, you kind of got to have him in the top five. Yeah, that's so kind of yeah. locked him in at five. So it was either Rod Carew at four or Rod Carew at six.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's, I don't think that's,
1: he's. I don't really think uh, it's hard to put him in top three. Top two, he can't get into. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can. Top three I mean I guess I could have pushed Biggio, but I mean Biggio has over three thousand hits
0: yeah yeah it was just um you know based on war and average and and a bunch of other factors I just thought rod crew was was you know when you first think about rod crew he doesn't quite hit that that level like Some six people is, are gonna be like rod yeah Carew, rod yeah it wouldn't be sp- big
1: like, oh, okay oh yeah he was really good
0: I wouldn't be surprised if people didn't even have him on their list because they yeah. just didn't look deep enough into his stats or know enough about him yeah, I
1: mean whats he got the uh, the batting title awards named after him the AL I'm pretty war. sure, yeah. yeah. And the NL's Tony Gwynn.
0: Yeah, which makes sense <laughs> when you think about it. I mean, yeah.
1: It's not hard. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, oh, let's, let's, who are we going to give this to? Uh, let's give it to the guys who batted 400 all the time. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, other than that, I mean, with the save uh, Jeff Kent and Nap Lajoie, we got the same all, you know, we got the same nine guys. And Frank White. Um, oh, yeah. I can't believe I didn't even put him on there because he is a Royal Hall of Famer. Sure. So uh, Got Tony Womack on here. Oh my god. I seen a stat with Tony Womack the other day. I was watching MLB Network and it was Tony Womack in the double down the line against Mariano Rivera in the World Series in two thousand one. Him coming up to the plate against Mo, he had the highest percent chance of a hit of all time. It was Tony Womack against Mariano Rivera in that it was like the statistic was so off the wall, it was like super sabermetric, but I was like, What? I was like Tony Womack. Against Mario Rivera. He had like a 48% chance of getting a hit in that bat or something like that. I'm like, what? <laughs>
1: uh, and you know, a guy who I would have put on my second base, maybe not not my top 10, but you know, my honorable mentions, I just didn't really know where to put him would have been Alfonso Seriano. Yeah. I don't know what position really to put him. He came up as a shortstop technically. He didn't play shortstop with the Yankees, played second base. <clears throat> and then he went to left field with the Nationals, played some, well, actually Rangers, second base and left field, Nationals left field, Cubs left field, Yankees mostly left field DH mm-hmm. so I feel like he probably may, might have played more games second base I didn't really look it up but I just didn't want to get really into that because I didn't really you know break him down but his stats if you consider him a second baseman is definitely honorable mention territory top 15 second baseman probably yeah you know 400 home runs five stolen bases shy of 300 would have been like 15 players ever done that mm-hmm. over 2,000 hits thousand hits in both leagues I think it's yeah. one of Two, three guys to ever do that. Yeah,
0: that was a pretty big stat when he did it.
1: You know what's it? 270 lifetime hitter, 277 lifetime hitter. Um, yeah, something like that. On base, he never walked. I don't think he struck a, a terrible amount. He just never walked, and always swung the heaviest bat. Yeah, he did. And never changed. He looked the same exactly the day he came up. You know, the day he ended, almost 50-50. One year, 50 home runs, yeah, 50 with, stolen with bases. Yeah, with the Yankees, right? Yeah, I think he went. F- I think he went f- what 40-40. He go like forty eight home runs at forty nine stolen bases or something like that. What'd
0: you say? He batted two seventy for his career. It's
1: two seventy seven, two seventy six. He, like he
0: batted two seventy on the dot. Yeah.
1: Okay. So that was a couple points higher. Yeah. Well, he had two ninety three stolen bases, two ninety
0: four. He had two eighty nine.
1: Okay, so that was a couple off there. Yeah. Four hundred and eleven home runs or something like that, right?
0: Four twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he twenty one hundred hits. <laughs> two thousand ninety five. You out of your mind right now? Yeah. He played. I'll I'll get you the stat with his. Uh, he didn't bat very well in the playoffs, but that's okay. Um,
1: his 1st step back in the playoffs with the Yankees a home run down the line
0: and to win the game and he would have won the 2001 World Series had it not been for the comeback on Luis Gonzalez and all that because yeah. people forget about that he hit that home run to put him two up two one I'll never forget that uh, home run down the line he played uh, about probably about two seasons worth more games at left field than second so, so
1: that he's a left fielder yeah Ah, so I maybe I just spoiled something. He'll be on my honorable mention there you go. next week.
0: Yeah, he played 1,092 games in the outfield, 1,056 at, it left.
1: And he, uh, I don't want to continue with this because it really has no effect on his episode. No. no. Harsh, but even though he did play second base. <laughs> yeah. He gets, I don't think he gets mentioned enough about baseball. I think he could have been, stayed on the Hall of Fame ballot for sure, longer. And he turned himself into a good outfielder. He hmm. was a gold glove finalist the last couple of years he played outfield. Yeah, and if it wasn't for an error I believe right at the end of the one season was the last full season of the Cubs he would have won gold glove in left field mm-hmm. that's an amazing turnaround
0: there yeah. was no
1: Daniel Murphy in left field No like seven errors in one play not quite that no. bad but he was not very good No, and, and then of course the Cubs big outfield wind crazy Cubs fans hate everything when they're mm-hmm. not winning it was hard but he got dealt I think a tough hand when he went to the Rangers they didn't feel like they wanted him
0: yeah especially he, they did want to be there it was,
1: yeah. deal. it was something weird there then he went to the Nationals terrible team him and Adam Dunn with that Nationals team. Oh,
0: <laughs> It's just your favorite. Uh, Adam Dunn
1: bad 263 that year. Are you kidding me? He's highest average, 40 home runs of oh. course. Sariano's fucking 48, 49. Like, what?
0: Yeah. Oh, he yeah. was like,
1: oh. <laughs> if I didn't get sick that last year, he would have had 300 stolen bases. That would have been huge for his career. Mm. But I don't want to get into that final Sariano anymore than I just did. Yeah. But um, if you wanted to consider him a second baseman, I think he's got to be an honorable mention. Left field a little bit deeper, so that might be harder. But if he was considered a second baseman, he has to be your top... I think fifteen, maybe not fifteen, top twenty second baseman. Yeah, because it, it was all offensive stats.
0: It also depends w- what kind of person you are with with WAR because he did have a very very low WAR for his career. It was only like twenty eight. So I it's, if you're like that kind of person, you probably don't put him, you know, that high. But if you're someone that four hundred home runs from a, a position that's not offensively, you know, hi- historically not a, uh, you know, you don't need your second baseman to be your best hitter by any means. So he got 400 home runs, about 300 stolen bases, 2000 hits. To pretty pretty good. Yeah, pretty good career average, good RBIs, you know stuff like that. Then, you know,
1: yeah. His big thing was defensively in the infield definitely wasn't. He would probably average if not a top, above average in the infield. Mm. I'd say. Outfield that really hurt him. So I think that's what hurt his his war mm. and not he never walked. Uh, you know, maybe his on-base for his career might be 300. It yeah. Might, it might be 30 points higher than his average. He never walked.
0: Yeah. You know? yeah he was he a contact would, guy,
1: he would just swing and he would hit the ball well we
0: we'll, maybe we'll see on our we'll get into an even bigger conversation on the move. I'll never maybe we get him to
1: come back to the Yankees, oh
0: yeah, that was the greatest as a Yankee fan, that was the best
1: love Alfonso Seriano, and that Terry went on oh <laughs> when know. he got hot, he was unbelievable, yeah, there was no stopping. He was the youngest of men, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was... was like a Braille when you got him hot, Bobby Breyer,
0: yeah, when he's... he was hot,
1: he was like, oh. He was cold. He was like, who is this guy?
0: He is a very underrated player, Bobby Brayo. Yeah, we'll get As, him later. Yeah, but that's our second base lists. You know, maybe there's something too with just just to br- kind of bring Alfonso Soriano back around to second bases. Maybe there's a, oh, actually, all the lists is that there's kind of like maybe with unless you're like a Derek Jeter or a Mariano Rivera or David Ortiz, like these guys that yeah. <laughs> if uh, unless you're like one of these guys that are like um. Like first ballot Hall Famers or like kind of bona fide legends of the game, you the modern players, some of them kind of like like I've Chase Utley in my honorable mentions. I don't think Chase Utley makes top ten really in any conversation you have, unless you're like a Phillies fan. But he
1: unless well, should just take prime years.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, sure. F-
1: the, the someone's best five years at uh, second base, I'm sure you could put him on there. Yeah, you can make an argument for sure. I mean, you even have two
0: Yeah, but like you know the the modern players, I think will probably look. You know, like, we look fondly on some players because they played, like, 30, 40 years ago. But, like, now we have modern players. Where there's some guys in the ballot coming up or, you know, maybe it's just a soft, soft years coming up. But I'm like, eh, eh, you know, like... But, like, if time goes on, you, know, you think about these guys, maybe time will make them a little bit... Add a little luster. So, like, maybe guys like Alfonso Soriano and guys at other positions that we'll talk about. I have someone in my honorable mentions for shortstop. Maybe... Time will look more finely on them. Yeah,
1: they just don't. Um, I think the thing is, uh, you watch them. Maybe you didn't watch them a bunch. You only watched them a little bit. You know, some people say they don't look like Hall of Famers. Some of their stats don't add up because maybe they didn't. You know, the baseball the ch- games changed a little bit. But as a kid, you kind of knew. For us, at least as a kid, you know, in the early two thousands, you knew who your legends were. And you, they were already. They were just that much better than everybody. Like, you knew Bonds, like, in Rainn Johnson and Roger Clemens. They were just so much better than everybody else. Pujols. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think, uh, other than Pujols now, because mm. he was kind of a uh, meltover. We didn't have that. Mm. Like, Trout is probably, or now. It's like, he's just so much better, it feels like, Yeah, he's else. Yeah, he's... And even he, you know, his stats are comparable to other players at times.
0: Mm. But, but he's like, still like, he's like the guy that could play in a league above the MLB. Like, if there was yeah, a league that's, above the MLB. Yeah, that's
1: the thing. And, 20, 30 years ago, you kind of had a bunch of players where it's like these guys are all a lot better than everybody else. Yeah, yep. all the time. So I think that's kind of why some players are like, eh. yeah. It's like you don't feel like they're they're legends. Yeah, like these guys. Some of these guys that we talked about, you know, for us early two thousands and stuff, they're legends. They're flat yeah. out legends of the game. Yeah, like their stats are hard to match.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's 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 like I said, it's a, it's a funny thing, but I, there are, I think there are soft years coming that are just a product of not having, you know, your Myron Rivera's. And when Pujols goes in, obviously that'll be a big year, but you know, like I said, we'll see maybe like, you know, you know, 10 years from now, we think back and be like, Oh, well that guy was pretty good. Or Chase Utley, he was better than people thought, or I don't know. We'll say you never know with time, how people think about stuff, but let's finally move on to shortstop. Shortstops kind of like we've kind of said a few times here is kind of similar to second base. And the fact that, It's a pretty defensive taxing position. Typically, you don't have crazy, like, offensive guys. There are the standouts uh, that we'll obviously get into. But, you know, the honorable mentions for me, I could see, like, I could see one or two of these guys being on someone's list. But other than that, not really crazy guys. But no particular order, my four honorable mentions are Pee Wee Reese, Omar Vizquel, Jimmy Rollins, and Phil Rizzuto. I could see someone I could see someone making a case for Pee Wee Reese. I've seen some lists with Pee Wee Reese. For me personally, he's just you know, statistically just doesn't quite match up to these other ten guys. Uh, Omar Vizquel, uh, defensively, oh my god. He's like uh Ozzy Smith Jr., if you wanna, you know, make some sort of comparison. Jimmy Rollins, I guess I could see some, you know, being uh, I believe he was a switch hitter, right? Yeah. MVP. Um, yeah. So I could see, you know, maybe if you do the prime years thing. Yeah, I can see something. Phil Rizzuto I threw on there because he's I- iconic. It's more of like a just, sh- you know, just shoo the stats away. It's like, you know, he kind of always, Phil Rizzuto always kind of lives in people's legend. Yeah, because of an analyst. And, yeah, yeah. He gets
1: Let's be honest, he got put in the Hall of Fame as a player because he bunted. I just <laughs> want people to know that. That was all he was good at.
0: Yeah, it was weird these all Fam- Well, Ray Shalk's Hall of Famer, so whatever. <laughs> yeah,
1: both of them really shouldn't be. <laughs> I don't know who to argue more shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, and, and, and nothing against Phil Rizzo. I mean, he was a fine player. Yeah. But where's the stat? He bunted. Yeah. Well, he did. Yeah. Well, congratulations for the yeah. Hall of
0: Fame because he bunted. I don't even know defensively how he was. I'm sure he was good, but
1: he, he just happened to be on the Yankees and they won what ten times.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah,
1: I got seven of them. I bunted like eight times. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Holy cow, that's why I'm in.
0: We just offended everybody probably because I know people love Phil Rizzuto. Yeah,
1: they <laughs> loved him, but did, would you ever want him to play? Yeah, like that's my shortstop. I need Phil Rizzuto yeah. to, go, yeah. to, go, to the, go to the big dance.
0: Especially after hearing our our top tens, no. it's like no,
1: no, no, you <laughs> wouldn't. But analyst wise, fantastic. Holy cow, there he goes. Yeah, talking. He doesn't know. You know, it was like Harry Carey, just yeah, without the the actual craziness.
0: Yeah, great character of the game, but yeah, statistically it's like uh, not great. <laughs> um, but gets my top ten. Uh, number ten, I have Arky Vaughn, who uh, I didn't. Coming into it, think he was really going to touch my top ten, but he's got good stats. Uh, good war, a harky. Yeah. Um, number nine might be controversial for some people. I'm pretty low probably for some people, but Ozzie Smith. Uh, Ozzie Smith offensively is just not good, I think. Uh, <laughs> yes. um, defensively, one of the best. He can't. I'm not going to argue that at all. I think defensively. It's like a, defensively, he gets carried so high. Uh, offensively, it just drags him down my list so far. Uh, because I do, I do personally value hitting over defense. Like, if you're just an average, even hell, a little below average defender, but you're like a really good hitter, that's fine. You're on my team. But if you're the opposite way, you're an Ozzy Smith level defender, but you're a average to below average hitter. I'm sorry, it just it just you're gonna be ninth on my list. <laughs> Number A, I have Alan Trammell or Alan Tramel. I've heard people pronounce it. Great player. Another guy I didn't really think was going to be on my top 10, but after looking at kind of the other guys, it makes sense. Number seven, Barry Larkin, Uh great offensive uh, shortstop. I believe first 30, 30 shortstop, if I'm not mistaken, great red, kind of a guy that kind of first comes to your mind. You think of shortstops or at least uh, a lot of uh, big baseball fans would think of him. Uh, number six, Derek Jeter. Uh, Derek Jeter is what a legends of the game at this point, I would think. And, if it wasn't for his pretty abhorrent defensive stats, I think he would be an easy top three, top four, uh, because he's like sixth all-time hits and winningness. And uh, as far as iconic look and influence on the game, I mean, he just checks all those boxes, but defensively, golly. If he just wasn't so prideful in moot change positions, he would probably make it higher on this list. But uh, Derek Jeter's obviously, and, you know, as a Yankee fan, uh, he's just he's just tops, I think. Uh, number five, Luke Appling, another one of those guys that you kind of look back at some of those stats and it's just off the charts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you go like kind of similar to like an Eddie Collins, you kind of go look back at his stats. It's like, yep, he was good. <laughs> uh, right above him at number four is Robin Yount. Robin Yao, I obviously know is very good, but when I actually went to research for this for this list, Robin Young surprised me with how really, how good his stats were all across the board, uh, hits war RBIs Even for home runs for shortstop was pretty damn good. You know, he played multiple positions. I mean, it's just a great player. Uh, I'm one more, one more can you say? And, uh, obviously one of the, one of the few, unfortunately, you know, unfortunately for the franchise, but one of the few brewer legends, I'm just, you know, great. He's kind of like
1: in all the divisions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's like, you know, he's Mr. Brewer. There he is. I would, I would think. Isn't um,
1: the, the mascot look kind of like Robin Young? I
0: think that's, yeah. It's kind of like the blonde hair and stuff.
1: And isn't he, what's he? Mr. Brewer? Bernie Brewer, I
0: think Bernie is the. Bernie Brewer, okay. Yeah, 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 Mr. Brewer, so. Yeah, you might as well just, yeah, make it Robin Young. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, number three, I, th- yeah, it's gotta be. He's the most, most home runs of shortstop, Bernie Banks. Uh, I believe he's got over 500, so I can't, I can't imagine there's another shortstop that wouldn't be on my list that does more than him. Uh, Ernie Banks just a le- absolute legend of the game. I love that man. He probably I, he is Mister Cub, right? That's, that's actually 30. his nickname. So that's not even controversial. $20. Yeah, I mean, fantastic player, great, high WAR, high home runs, hits, RBIs, the whole the whole shebang. He's got it. It's even hard to you know, put him at number three these next two guys are just so damn good. Uh-huh. Um, number two, got Honus Wagner. Just, I mean, Holy he's one of the guys like Ty Cobb, where even though he's an older guy, he's just, if you know, baseball, really? even at a kind of entry level, he's one of the guys that you kind of learn about Honus Wagner, but famous he, baseball he card really doesn't make sense. Yeah. His he's like Rogers Hornsby. It's funny that we have kind of the same, you know, for the list, the two guys, but the, just off-the-charts stats. Like, they're not even – I don't even know if you can make repeatable stats in the game anymore like this guy or these guys, you know, him and Hornsby. Like I said, though, st- purely statistical, he's probably number one. He's got to be. I would think on just about everyone's list if you're going from a statistical standpoint, analytical or otherwise, he's, he should be there. But number one, I have Cal Ripken Jr. Kind of similar to Joe Morgan. He's like – to me, he's like the shortstop statistically, obviously, you know, he played, he has the record for most games in a row that'll never, I don't care what anyone says, it'll never be broken. You know, 3,000 hits. Uh, I believe he, he's got to be high on the home run list. I'm pretty sure he has quite a few. I think he's got over 300 home runs, right, if I'm not mistaken. RBIs, you know, like I said, high war, not quite Honus Wagner's <laughs> war, but just that iconic shortstop stuff. And it's kind of similar uh, to my second base argument with Joe Morgan, where it's like, you know, the, the newer era, um, he played in you know coward played for a long time so he kind of played in a few eras um played into the uh early 2000s uh, if i'm not mistaken uh played for a long time like i said every damn game so for you know those reasons obviously i i usually side statistical with stuff but cowardkin jr is just for me just like he's number one shortstop and uh you know i, I don't think that you're I really don't think you're one, two, and three with Cal Ripken, Honus Wagner, Ernie Banks to whatever order you got them in. You can hell, you could put Ernie Banks at number one. I could see it. Uh, I don't think those guys are too too movable, you know, away from even four. You know, I, I just yeah, don't.
1: I think They're locked in stone for the most part.
0: Yeah. So uh, so that's my top ten list. I'll let Frank take it over with his list and his honorable mentions.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. That's it's, that list is um, <clears throat> it's pretty good. <clears throat> to get into my my list, I'll start with my honorable mentions. Uh, like Mike, my first honorable mention is Pee Wee Reese. Uh, next one is Joe Cronin. Yeah. Third one, Omar Vizquel. I uh, just want to go quickly into Omar Vizquel. Um His offensive stats, he's um, not far from 3,000 hits. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he played a long time to get there. Um, he's one of the few guys, you could say, that the length of his career helped his offensive stats because mm-hmm. he never was a dominant offensive player. But the stats still are there. Some of his recent off-the-field issues that they come up is a reason why you could probably leave him off maybe your top ten. Mm-hmm. But defensively, offensively, he was really good. I think he gets some people like to credit. You know, think that he gets a little too much credit for being a little too good because you can compare him to some guys and um, you know a, a guy I see him get compared to a lot by people is uh, Placido Polanco, who gets no credit for anything, but even though he's really good in mm-hmm. his career, I can um, see that. And I see those guys getting compared for for some reason. But um, Omar skill I really liked, as off the field issues have hurt him these last couple of weeks and days and, and stuff like that. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, next guy I got, Arky Vaughn, Lou Bedrew, mm. Bedrow, Yeah, yeah. Bill Dallin, Dolan, and Luis Aparaccio. Those are some my guys. I think he played like 27 years or something like that. Something cr- He played a lot.
0: Yeah. A lot. Which is, yeah, that's just nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> so my top ten, I'll start with number ten, Alan Trammell. We already went into him. He played for with the Tigers for a long time. Yeah. He was, he was with Lou Whitaker. Wasn't he the, the running mates?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think he also, if I'm not mistaken, oh, maybe I'm thinking of Ron Santo. Kind of players in the same plane, but I think he got into the Hall of Fame after he died. Or, or like I said, I might be thinking of Ron Santo, but I think there was something with his Hall of Fame. Uh, Didn't thing. he with, just
1: go in recently with the Veterans Committee? That's Yeah, that's why I'm... With Morris.
0: I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think I think I'm just I uh, think I'm of mixing up players, but I think there was something with his Hall of Fame thing. I think thing he went
1: that, with the Veterans Committee with Jack Morris.
0: Yeah, there was like a big conversation uh around why he wasn't like like his first run, why he wasn't a Hall of Famer. Yeah. There was uh, there was something with that. I think that's where my his head's kind of going.
1: His stats are fantastic. Yeah. I I'm pretty sure he did go with the Veterans Committee with Jack Morris. Mm. And the craziest thing I thought with that was I believe he Alan Trumel, I believe, was Jack Morris's only teammate he ever played with that was in the Hall of Fame. And they went in the Hall of Fame the same year. And Jack mm-hmm. Morris played on a lot of teams and won a lot of times. No, yeah. that was, was pretty crazy. Um, but I believe, I'm pretty sure he was running mates with Lou Whitaker in the middle infield the there. Yeah, he um, was. Even if it wasn't for a whole career, it was for, a, you know, half it, a good amount of it. And that's a hell of a middle infield.
0: Oh, my God, yeah.
1: And they both get discredited. Alan Trumel finally got his credit. But Lou Whitaker still getting discredited.
0: mm yeah, I, I was thinking of, because he's still alive, uh, so I was thinking of, of Ron Santo. There was something with, with him where he didn't get the, quite the credit he needed, of course, until he died. Yeah. Uh, but Alan Trammell is, is, is still alive.
1: Yeah, we see that problem that you are mentioning with the, the they pass away. We're seeing that problem a lot right now in football. Just to throw that out there, <laughs> to be a Raiders fan with Ken Stabler, to literally put him in months after he died mm-hmm. is a, a goddamn shame. So we see that a lot with football right now. But, yeah, it's a shame when they, when they do that to somebody but number nine on my Luke, uh, my list is Luke Appling. You said it before. Yeah, he, he just does what he does. He's another one of those guys where it's like, oh okay. His stats are just fantastic. Uh, number eight, I got Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin, I I feel like he could be up higher on the list, but his he he's just stats don't stand out too much because I don't feel like he played all that long.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean.
1: Like, oh, he was really good offensively, but it's like, yeah, you know what? But he didn't have like, a, he didn't have a bunch of home runs, a bunch of hits. Mm-hmm. He was part of the big red machine, the second part. You know, yeah, he the, was good, but like his stats just, just aren't that crazy for being as good as he was. It was like, he got hurt or he just ended his career early or something. It just doesn't make too much sense. I feel like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, um, he doesn't quite have like the stat, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have 2,500 hits. You know, he could
1: have, I feel like offensively he easily could have. Yeah. So that's a weird, he's a weird.
0: Yeah. It's he's he's a weird, a, it's a weird he's a weird case. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, number seven is Ozzie Smith. You know, his defense puts him in the hall of fame. Um, his ability to play kind of changed the way the Cardinals played baseball. Mm-hmm. Where it was like the turf and hit it on the head on the ground and just use your speed and beat it out and choppers and stuff like that. That's what the Cardinals did mm-hmm. during those those those, eight, those years. They had a bunch of guys who were still to Ozzy Smith, just kind of hit it, and run turf, and they knew their turf and they knew their home field advantage, and they loved it. Um, his defense was fantastic, um, and his backflip is what puts him in the Hall of Fame because his bat sure the hell didn't. And if his bat did, it's that one home run.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go crazy, folks.
1: Yeah. Ozzie Smith played a long time. A long time. Fantastic. Probably one of the best defenders at any position of all time. Sure. You know, jumping over the guy at second base, sliding in, and he throws the ball to first base. I mean, he's fantastic defensively, but offensively, you know, there's just nothing there. And, and not that I don't like Ozzie Smith, and I love defense. It just bothers you that someone like Ozzie Smith gets put in the Hall of Fame, but then you have a 493 home run Fred McGriff sitting there.
0: I don't quite understand it. <laughs>
1: That's I just it just it bothers you, yeah. even a guy like uh, Pete Rose with all his stuff, you know his issues, doesn't get in. But you get a guy who you know had seven, you know what, two two fifty hitter, you know five home runs, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And he's in the Hall of Fame, you know. But then you won't use that for other people, like right now Andrew Jones, he's the outfield version of Ozzy Smith mm-hmm. with better stats, offensive stats. I'm sure. Is yeah. he gonna get in? We don't know. He might, but I don't know. I don't Scott Rowland.
0: Yeah. Oh my God.
1: Are these guys gonna get in? Are they gonna get the Aussie? Aussie Smith? Probably not. So why did Aussie Smith get it?
0: Yeah, because he did a backflip. Yeah.
1: So that's what gets me. And I love defense, but you just I don't. It's too much, like bullshit, to get in the Hall of Fame. It's like who do you yeah. know almost? Or who do you like? Shit? You, know. And then you get guys like you know Albert Bell. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna put him in because no one liked him, but he was a hell of a lot better player statistically than Aussie Smith was. Oh. And if he
0: wasn't, you go tell him. Yeah, you tell him that.
1: Ask Fernando Vina. That's how he is. He, he's not nice. You know? So it just always kind of bothered me. And I, I and I like Ozzy Smith. He was great. Great. You know, he's still great. I oh, like yeah. the field and, and stuff with the Cardinals. And, uh, you know, he's fantastic. Mm. But I just don't like the, the double standard of, oh, well, he was the best. You know, he just fielded. Oh, Scott Rowan. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, wow, he has all them gold gloves. Andrew Jones has, what, 10 of them?
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: You know, Jim Edmonds, where do you put him? His offensive, stats almost, his offensive stats could almost put him in. And mm-hmm. you add the fact that he was one of the best defensive outfielders, you know, go glove-wise and stuff like that. Where do you put him? So I, I just, Ozzie Smith just – and I love Ozzie Smith. Don't get me wrong. He's not like someone to <laughs> – I don't want to uh, put him in with my pudge. Right? I just didn't like pudge. Um, I like Ozzie Smith. I just mm-hmm. – I don't like the double standard that he gets involved with. And then same, well, same with the older, real older guys. We can raise shock, but, um, <laughs> you know, Phil Vizuto we just mentioned. Yeah. That was such a long time ago. It's really hard. But Oli Smith was still kind of in that.
0: Yeah. You had all in offensive. More
1: modern era where it's like, why was he still getting put with that double standard? And if you're going to put him in, great. But let's go continue with that a little bit. Mm. You know, we don't want to have, they don't want to put too many people in the Hall of Fame. And that's just crazy. You give me a team of guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame, I'll beat a team of the guys in. Yeah. Like Ray Schalk's going to be your starting catcher, and Ozzie Smith's going to be your shortstop. I'm going to have Fred McGriff. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, we're good. Pete Rose and Fred McGriff, I'm going to be all right. Yeah. Jack Morris for the longest of times. I'm going to win that game. He wins every game.
0: Um, <laughs> hey, I agree. I got him at nine. Yeah, man, <laughs> yeah.
1: I got him at seven. So, and I love defense. So, I just want to keep throwing that out there. But it's just double standards. Bothersome. Um, number six, we both had Jeter. It's funny that I just talked about how much I like defense because he's, if you go look at the same metrics, he's actually. Technically, the worst defensive shortstop, ceremonially, that ever played baseball mm. with a certain amount of innings. Yeah. Because um, I'm sure there was a lefty that played for him one inning or something, and he was terrible. But ceremonially, mm. with a amount of innings, he was the worst. Um, if he hit the ball to him, fine. If he hit the ball in the hole, Who's going to make that jump throw. But so a lot of other shortstop are going to get in front of that ball and throw him out of first base mm. with more time. Omar Vescal, Ozzy Smith. They're going to be able to get there because he didn't have the range. So his jump throws were plays other play- people make more routine. And they kind of said that same thing with Jim Edmonds where he, he would play a little shallow when he wasn't the greatest speed guy. So some of his plays he made kind of, you know, he made it, had a, some of the guys would have tracked it down. But this doesn't discredit the fact that they were dominant and those plays are iconic. I think mm-hmm. Jim Edmonds is not quite Derek Jeter with the Sarah Metrics. Yeah, 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 yeah. was a really good defender. But similar kind of concept where it's like they would, the plays that someone else would make more routinely, they have to make more crazy because of. Yeah, speed and range and stuff like that.
0: Well, yeah, and if, just quick, if, if people are confused what we're talking about, it's not the errors, because I don't think Jeter, no. you know, comparatively to others, I don't think is really, like, has, like, a horrible error counter or feeling percentage. It's his range and his, uh, I believe, defensive run saved is a stat. It's, like, negative 200-something. Yeah, because, it's, you know, a it's... ball in the
1: five hole that he had a jump throw for is a guy someone else to get in front of. Yeah. I mean, that means a ball that was hit another foot, a step or two in front of Jeter, he couldn't get. The other guy was going to make that jump throw and get it.
0: And it wasn't like Jeter was slow either. It wasn't like he was just a big lumbering guy. But he, he just, just he just his defense
1: was not was not good. It was just it was when you when you hit it to him, he, he made the plays you're supposed to make, which is a, was a great thing for your career and a great play, thing for a player. Like he, he didn't mess up easy plays, make yeah. the easy plays, and you're going to go a long ways. Yeah, do the easy things, you're going to go a long way, and that's what he did. Offensively, one of the better you know shortstops offensively of all time. Mm-hmm. One of the better hitters offensively of all time. Winning, Wait, with Jeter, I always thought there was just something weird with him. I feel like he just doesn't make like he's just not human off the field.
0: Yeah, he is. He's he is, socially
1: not right with him. Almost. Yeah, he he's is. Like, he's like not human.
0: Yeah, he was like the guy that, he, like Derek Jeter, like all the girls wanted him. He's got the spotlight. He's he's cool, but off the field, he like didn't even like know it. He doesn't, like, doesn't, doesn't understand. Yeah, he doesn't understand her. He just doesn't want it. Like he
1: doesn't have to be a rod, but like he should be like something.
0: Yeah, he was always a little kind of standoffish, you know.
1: Never kind of went back to the Yankees. Didn't really want his number retired almost. I was at his the Mother's Day with his number retired. He almost didn't, like, want to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Almost like, what is...
0: I know what you mean. It's a little odd.
1: Yeah, and then you think about how he never got in trouble. And you say a lot of people never got in trouble. just Not that you you want someone to get in trouble, but, like, you've never heard anything. It's like, he's weird. Mm -hmm. It's, like, weird. You think about it, you're like, is this guy, like, socially... Awkward? Like, you really think?
0: I don't know. And, well, it's weird, too, because you see him in interviews. He's always Joe Cool. So, you you know that there's personality there. It's just... He's so quiet, like... He's,
1: like... Uh, not not quite, but you he kind of compare him, I feel like, to Belichick. You know Belichick's yeah. got to be a funny dude. Oh,
0: yeah. Wearing off off of the field, like a... He's
1: got holes in his sweatshirt. There's something <laughs> going on there.
0: Yeah, right you know, he, you talk to him at the bar, he's probably cool, but...
1: Yeah, you know, in practice field, he's making fun of people or something. You know, it is what it is, but... It's like, wh- why... Why did you do this? <laughs> like, yeah. You yeah. something. Yeah, That's yeah. That's why I was told with Jeter, but off the field, he was just weird. It's like, what? Yeah. I was like, what is... Why? Why well, you like that? Yeah. But um, offensively fantastic, defensively terrible. That's just how it is. <laughs> That's how it is. Defensively, he was terrible. And I was a guy, and I, I, as a Yankee fan, you know, i, I, I did not like Jeter. I think he did get a lot of credit and maybe some over you know, over, over not overrated, but... Too much credit mm-hmm. because of how bad his defense was. Like, oh, he won Gold Gloves. Gold Gloves are sometimes a shit show. Rafael Palmeiro, I think, won a Gold Glove. He played like 27 games at first base one year. Like, it's yeah. a shit show. He wasn't oh, yeah. a good defender. And I'm not a big metrics guy, but he was not good there. Yeah. People just want to go. Oh, well, he was the best uh, shortstop of all time. The best player I've ever played. No, he's not. You just stop that right there. All right. Just, that's just where he stops.
0: Well, he he pa- What I always thought was he passes the eye test. You watch Derek Jeter. You're like, he's good. He's fine. Like defensively, he's fine you know, when you watch him. But when you think about it, and like I said, you look at the defensive run save stat, he he lags. So now, and again, this is comes with an asterisk because shortstops is just such a defensive taxing position that if you compare him with his defensive run saved and his range and the, all the sabermetric stuff, if you put him in another position, he is fine. He's like if, average. They, they said if you literally took him and just slid him over to third, statistically he would be average even maybe a little above average depending on yeah, the position probably, you throw him at but because he's at a
1: run save by what 150 runs
0: they said yeah he would in some positions he would like if you put him in like left field he'd be above average yeah. so by and i think it comes with a little bit of pride that he didn't want to move then it comes with maybe there might be some ownership stuff where it's like he's our shortstop he's the captain yeah so you didn't want to slide him for a rod you know when that when a rod came over it was like babe ruth yeah you he don't get rid of babe ruth, really. Yeah. Even you know, though he's
1: punching people when he's fifty years old, it's like he kind of keep them. You know, yeah. even though they did eventually, but you know, it's it's that concept. Yeah. It's like, well, what do you like? Oh, we can't let you can't let Gito leave. Mm-hmm. When you remember he was getting close to free agency. It's like we can't let him leave.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: You know, it's like Tony Gwynn. Padres couldn't be like, well, we can't let him leave. Yeah. But that's how it is. But I mean, I, mean, I, don't, I don't want to discredit there, Gito. He was fantastic. He was a winner. Yeah. You
0: can't he can't knew take how to win. That. Yeah.
1: He knew how to keep a team together, and he, he knew how to be the the man. But you know, that's another almost double standard kind of player where it's like, well, we don't look at all the stuff. Mm-hmm. We do look at the good stuff we want to look at because yeah, everyone mm-hmm. liked them. Well, it's like, break them open and treat everybody the same way or as close to the same way as you can. You can't mm-hmm. be like, well, we liked him, we liked him, we don't like him. It's like, well, his stats are just as good as his stats. Well, we don't like him, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's keep him out. Let's yeah. just shun him for the rest of our lives.
0: Yeah, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. Let's keep Fred McGriff out. <laughs> Jesus <Jeez laughs> Christ. So um, let's move on, though. But Jeter was six. Um, number five on my list, Robin Yount, Larry Bird Jr. He, <laughs> they looked exactly the same. It's fantastic. Um, Love Rob, Robin Yount. Played everywhere. Was a consistent player. Played hard. High socks. Pinstripe. You know, the Brewers. Great player. Like I said, he played center field. He played left field. And he was uh, above average at all positions. Mm-hmm. Great player. And he does He does look like Larry Bird. <laughs>
0: I so, love that. I didn't expect that. Yeah.
1: He does look like Larry Bird, but great player. I like the Robin Young. and yeah, you do you look up his stats. You you probably when you first think of him, you're like nine nine, eight, eight, seven, somewhere in there. Then you pull stats and you're like, okay, so like four or five. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You give him a couple stats by uh, a couple spots by just looking at his stats. Kinda of like I did Roberto Almar. You're like six, seven, and then you'll pull up a stat. you're like, it's a four. Yeah, that's good. weird Robin Young is. And number four. Arius. Here's one. Like they'll have him on his list for some reason. No, I
0: didn't even have a mo- horrible S- mention.
1: No, he's silly. And I'm, I'm going to be honest. This guy, I really had no clue about too much until I started doing this. My number four. Greatest shorts of all time. George Davis. Go look him up.
0: I wonder how many people right now are like, what? Yeah. Who?
1: Yeah. Who's, who's, <laughs> is, are, you, are you messing with me? Like Mark Davis? Like is he's, No, it's not Mark <laughs> Davis. No, it's George Davis. Okay. Played in like, you know. The 1200s. No, uh, he played like late 1800s and then like the 1900s. Yes, yeah. it's crazy. I know, but uh, I was looking up his stats. I think he I don't remember exactly now, but I think we're looking at like 26 2700
0: hits. Yeah, it was something. Yeah, it was something in that ballpark. But this is
1: what stood out to me. One, and he was fantastic defensively. I think me and you were looking at it earlier mm-hmm. or one day we were looking at it. his defensively. He was really good. Yeah, he, he was, was a switch hitter back then. You you were so worried about let's, let's just hit this one way. He was like, I could slap a base hit this way and this way. I think he had he's like. Nineteenth all-time stolen bases.
0: Yeah, he's got six hundred
1: nineteen. Yeah, what's his hits?
0: Twenty-six sixty-five.
1: Switch hitter. Yeah. Three hundred hitter. What, what was he? Two ninety-five. What was his
0: average?
1: Two ninety-five. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fantastic. His switch hitter in like the eighteen hundreds.
0: He had an eighty-five WAR too.
1: And he was very good defensively, but like, and like twelve hundred RBIs with no home runs.
0: Fourteen hundred RBIs with seventy-three home runs.
1: And is he's like 15th on the triples list or something like 115 of them.
0: He's got... How many triples does he have? Let's see. He's got 163 triples. What'd you say?
1: 115.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: He's fantastic. He's a fantastic player that no one ever cared about. And even myself, I didn't really know anything about him.
0: No, neither did I really. But
1: if those were just like he was just a righty or just a lefty, I'd still say those are great stats. But being a switch hitter, that's just downright crazy. And like I said, 1800s. Like, no one knew. They're just worried about trying to hit righty. They're just trying to live to, like, 53 at that point. Mm -hmm. And he's out here switch hitting.
0: And he's got to save. He does. He's got to save. He pitched. He knew what he was doing.
1: Won a championship. Yeah. But, like, you know, these guys are like, let's live to 50 in life. And he's like, I'm switch hitting. (laughs) It's like he was just so ahead of his time.
0: Yeah, that is, yeah. That is advanced.
1: Yeah. Uh, George Davis, everybody. I love Love him someone we need to continue to push him forward. And he didn't get into the Hall of Fame till like what, like 1970?
0: Yeah, and he he died in 1940.
1: And he was in the Hall of Fame like 1970 or something, right? Like some veterans committee?
0: Uh, Golden, I think it was
1: probably the Golden Era Committee.
0: Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to find out when he went in the Hall of Fame, but yeah.
1: I think if you yeah, I think it's I think it was like late. And probably. His, and You look at his stats, 80 something more. Switch yeah, hitter, 84.4. 20, 2700 hits, 2600 hits, as a switch hitter. Like, are you kidding me? Won a championship, you got to save for God for crying out loud! He said, defensively, "He was fantastic." Yeah, oh, love George Davis. He
0: was inducted in nineteen ninety eight.
1: That's just, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> that's just crazy. About like the Golden Era Committee or something, right? Or the the original originators of baseball committee or something crazy. Like
0: yeah, that. I don't think it says the committee. Yeah, or
1: veterans Committee it could even be as simple as that. But they have a bunch of committees that they come in every year. They have a, like a, a blueprint. But I, I I'm just surprised how he
0: slid under the radar. The official write up the baseball. Uh, BaseballHall.org, Baseball Hall of Fame. When he was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1998, George Davis was likely the best ball player you've never heard of. If that don't sum it up, I don't God know what. damn! I <laughs> love George
1: Davis. <laughs> Next time I go to the Hall of Fame, I'm gonna take like, all the pictures. Like this is Babe Ruth.
0: There he is. This is his brother. Yeah.
1: And what was he like? Five ten. Uh,
0: Little guy. Let's see. He was. I gotta go back to his stats here. What the hell? Okay. He was five foot. Five nine, there you go. He's
1: fantastic. <laughs> he's a fantastic player. But you're looking at him, and he took till 1998. But then he got
0: Ray Shock. Throw him in Smith. there. Yeah, he's in there. Throw him in And you
1: got this guy. He he probably had more hits one way than some of these other guys
0: got hits. He had
1: more home runs than Smith. They didn't even have fences.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: Like, are you kidding me? Like he lived. He's living. You he lived to 40. Like that guy's old.
0: Yeah, he's, and he's got.
1: He's slapping 90 home runs. Mm -hmm. Ozzie Smith's playing where it's like, okay, you know, we high-five now. (laughs) We're on the moon. And, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame. He has the same amount of home runs. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. I know. George Davis is fantastic. I love it. I looked at his stats, (laughs) and I was like, this is mind-boggling. I love George Davis. Fantastic. I got him four, and that's because our top three guys we set before, they're set in stone. So to get to him, number three, earn, baby, earn. Ernie Banks, Mr. Cub, let's play two, let's finish one. Mm-hmm. Ernie Banks is fantastic. Five hundred and eleven home runs, whatever he has. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the, if anyone ever liked the Cubs if he wasn't there when they were bad and you know whatnot. Um, because they were he was there forever. Yeah, he bad, was good, not good, not even there, whatever. He was always playing. Oh yeah, it was like you know, sun comes up, the sun sets, and Ernie Banks playing for the Cubs. We got that down. Let's worry about the rest of it now. <laughs> the rest of it later. But Ernie Banks, I got number three. Number two, I have Cal Ripken. I mean, Mike said it before. He played every day.
0: Literally. He, um,
1: yeah, he, he kind of, he kind of. I felt like a, you can compare him uh, physically to like Jeff Kent, who's a real tall shortstop. Yeah. It's like where, where does he come? Like where, when does that start happening? we have tall shortstops and tall second basements? That's kind of how Cal Ripken was. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how Jeter got there, and then Arod who
0: mm-hmm. saw that
1: shortstop. They kind of got that Cal Ripken mold. It's like hey, I could be big and play here, and be offensive and play here. Used to be like you're five ten, five nine, six foot, six one. Ripken's like six three, He's a big guy, power hitter, you know. Yeah. Um. So Cal Ripken really definitely changed the modern era of shortstop, and uh, you know, it was, it was really, he was really just uh, dominant, for a long time playing every yeah. day. The All Star game where Arod let him play, so you know, moved him back from third to short.
0: Great uh, moment, yeah. Um, and he had a home run in his first at bat, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, it was MVP, I believe, the All Star game.
0: Yeah, of course. Um,
1: took the Orioles. He was a big part of them kind of like the torch passing what, Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray was kind of getting older and, and, and kind of went to Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken kind of kept the team competitive and then they kind of sank and finally got rebuilt and now they're terrible again. <laughs> but Cal Ripken was huge for baseball. And if it wasn't for uh, my number one guy, Honus Wagner, and his r- just ridiculous stats, mm-hmm. his, I mean, ridiculous stats, um, Cal Ripken would be one. But you gotta, you gotta just give some of these guys their credit. And Honus Wagner, you gotta give him his credit. He was just, his stats are just,
0: He's top 10 all-time at war, by the way. He's, like, number 10. Yeah,
1: so. and he just slaps hits. He bets, like, he's got, he got the highest, second-highest average all-time. I think Ty Cobb at number one, like, 366 career average.
0: Yeah, he, I think, Um. I think he's got, he's got a 328 career average. Oh, it's like, okay, um, it is
1: a little lower, maybe, um, than I thought, but he's definitely up there.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, 328 career average, what, do you, what more do you want? Yeah,
1: As <laughs> a shortstop. I just—he's He was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I never watched him play. I don't anybody in their mind watch him play. He no. Exactly who he is, and you know exactly who his card is. Oh, yeah. You can go look at that trading card. You don't, you, you don't know. Like, like Cy Young, you could probably tell. If you look at a card. Like, if you seen a picture of him? You're like, I think that's Cy Young. But like uh, Walter Johnson and Christy Matthew, you might not know. If you've seen a picture of him. Honus he, Wagner, you're going to know.
0: Honus Wagner pitched. Was this something you were going to get to? No, let's hear it. He pitched three innings. Love it.
1: Struck out five guys. Probably
0: he he gave up three runs.
1: That's fine.
0: He finished the game though. Of
1: course he did.
0: Uh, By smacked he, like th- three hits that game for his career. Oh no, I'm sorry. For his career, he had eight and a third innings, five runs, six strikeouts. Three <laughs> <Pretty awesome. laughs> I I'm just scrolling through his stats. I seen it. <laughs> what championships did he win? Uh, uh, he you know won. He won one World Series. I don't know championships because he played for. Three, four, five. He played like six or seven years before there was even a World Series. Who did he so, play for at that time? Hold on. It's, it's an old... The Louisville Colonels. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Who no. could forget?
1: Of course. How could you forget them? <laughs> did he play for, what did he play for? Pittsburgh?
0: Yeah, Pittsburgh's like primarily where he... Let me take a look if there's... No, yeah, it was all Pittsburgh, so... It was the Louisville Colonels okay. and Pittsburgh.
1: Just wanted to throw that out there just so everyone can know that there's some teams out there that are like, what?
0: Yeah, he played there for three years.
1: Yeah, and he was the best. But Honus Wagner's <laughs> stats are ridiculous. Yeah,
0: 130 war, by the way. Um,
1: 130 war, that's, that's <laughs> incredible. That's, that's like a whole... That's like what was what was the '98 Yankees when they went to the World Series and won all the games? What was that like 130 wins after winning the playoff games?
0: Yeah, it was something like that. So
1: he was like the greatest offense, like the greatest winning season above everyone else in wins. That's 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 pretty ridiculous.
0: Yeah, he's yeah outstanding, really.
1: Yeah. So that's really why it's <laughs> hard to put Cal Ripken at number one there is because Honus Wagner, even though no one no one's like, hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go play like Honus Wagner because you never you know, but he. Built shortstop for the next 80 years. Until pretty much until Cal Ripken came. Yeah. He is like... He set the foundation of what like, we need to find our, our poor man's Honus Wagner. And that's what he did there. Yeah. Let's similar, go on someone to
0: hit like that guy.
1: Yeah. Similar <laughs> to kind of what they want to do with Hornsby. Hornsby was a little bit different because he did kind of hit home runs as a second baseman. Mm-hmm. But well, Wagner was like, let's kind of get our poor man, Wagner. And that's how you did it for 80 years. And then Cal Ripken came and it's like, okay, let's get our Cal Ripken. So there were two guys who just generated... Or, or created the position, the mold of a position. And the way Cal Ripken built that position, I think we might get that for 80 years. Because now look at the position, you know, Correa, big guy, and, and you know, you get Lindor, who's got the power, at shortstop. Mm. Um, you know, Glaber, those guys aren't quite as big as Ripken was, but the, the, the idea of the power being there, the idea of, you know, we can, we can be offensive and sure. play that position. We can be big and play that position. You know, Jeff Kennett, second base, we can be those big guys. Mm. They molded a new generation. They opened another door. To being able to play that position, yeah. Other than to be five nine and just flash the leather all day. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good way of of looking at it. Kind of maybe summing it up is like Honus Wagner, kind of made the blueprint for the shortstop, and Cal Ripken updated that blueprint for the modern era. Yeah. And there's your one and two. He
1: had a blueprint for a long time, and then it's like, okay, let's let's tinker with that. Here's a prototype.
0: Yeah. Let's just update it. Yeah. Let's just make it more modern. Yeah. There you go. There's yeah. your two guys. Yeah. That's that's just uh, in my opinion it's a good way of looking at it, and I don't. If like I said, the top three, I go back to that. If you have any of those guys in your top three in any order, fine. I ain't gonna fucking, I ain't gonna argue with you. You know yeah, what I mean? I will
1: I, argue with you if you don't got George Davis on that list. <laughs> so yeah, like me. Yeah, Everyone <laughs> will go out there and look up George Davis. You <laughs> would not be disappointed.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, the, those stats are pretty. Uh, those old guys just they. Whew, man, some of the, some of those
1: kids just get lost. They get lost in, yeah. the, in the in the you know uh, the history books. Sure. And, and the turning of the clock, they just get lost. It's like, how did someone not, no one picked up on this guy? Hmm. Like, no one for 70 years? Not
0: looked, even. Looked
1: at the history books and like, George Davis was pretty good. Let's maybe get him in the Hall of Fame. Like, 98, someone finally was like, dude, I was looking up this this other guy. And, d- dude, this George Davis guy was pretty goddamn yeah. good. <laughs> I spelled his name wrong. But, like, I spelled this other guy's name wrong and got up on his page. And look how good this guy was. Like, that's yeah. how, I feel like that's how they they found out who he was. Yeah. Like someone just accidentally came across him. That's kind of how I came across him. Yeah. Like, you know, you see him in the Hall of Fame. You're like, you know, George Davis. You know, you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. And then until you really look up some of these stats, like we mentioned in all these episodes, Eddie Plank. We mentioned in mm-hmm. the earlier episodes. You know, you, you can. We mentioned Hornsby and, and Eddie Collins. You know, George Davis and, and uh, Luke Appling and, and guys who are just like you know, Archie Vaughn. They're yeah. old. They no one thinks about them.
0: Yeah, they get lost in time if you're not a if you're not someone that's kind of actively. You know, historical baseball fan. Or you know. if
1: they were part of your franchise history, you might know
0: them. Or, yeah, or, you know, because, you know, you might be someone that doesn't value those old guys. You Who know, You might be, someone can make a list, not even Honest Wagner on it because he's just an old player. And, you, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's probably you people could, out there that... that could,
1: yeah. But but even when you add those, those extra analytical stats, like more. Mm-hmm. Which is not a crazy analytic stat. No. But it is a more analytic stat. You add that to them, and they are still good. Yeah. They do have the defensive run saved and the defensive run. Obviously, they're not as, as can't be as accurate. But no one really knows how they even calculate WAR.
0: Yeah, it is. It is a strange. So like you know,
1: so I was like, you you can give Trout all these these WAR and everything, but how do you calculate it? I'm like, oh, you don't know. So then you're just calculating these guys. You know, you're just going by their stats. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's hard to. It's I, I can't see how you can leave those guys off.
0: Yeah. I just neither. Can't, unless me it's a,
1: a strict analytic list.
0: Yeah, which and even, even at then. at that
1: point, I, I feel like we talked about it last week. Like, how can you leave them off? They, they gotta be on there. They gotta be on the top ten. If you don't want to discredit, oh well, uh, baseball was different back then. Well, you can do that, but it's still the fact that they they were the best during that time, and they molded something that grew. Mm-hmm. The idea that they they built baseball, they passed it on, they built a generation, they built a legacy, they built the sport. Is uh, you got to give them the credit. Yeah. And they were playing with what a beach ball. Yo, yeah, it was, it and, yeah, you know, it was yeah, was squishy ball. Bat. Yeah, you took rip, ripped it right off the tree. <laughs> yeah. You know, there was no fences. Mm. You, you know, and when they did have fences, it was like 580 feet out there.
0: I you wouldn't know? even be surprised if George Davis played in that era when they didn't have a glove. Remember they yeah. they had like dibs. there was at some point they were barehanded. They didn't even yeah. play with a with know, anything. Helmets.
1: The bags were just like lumpy bags. Seven walks to walk a guy.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Seven seven uh, seven balls to walk mm. a, to walk a batter. Um, you get hit by a pitch, it was just a ball. Yeah. Like you got pegged in the head with no helmet. You'll get up there. Yeah. You, you got to get up there. No.
0: <laughs> you Take it four, three more times.
1: Yeah. Like, no, I, yeah, just keep pegging him in the head.
0: Yeah.
1: You got to get pegged in the head seven times.
0: Yeah. Just take your base. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. After the seventh one, you got mashed potato yeah. brains. Yeah. <laughs> he's walking down to
1: third base. You don't know where he's at. Yeah. So they played, they played with, you know, some, something, you know, some adversity. It might not be the same. You could say, well, they played it easier. They didn't, they didn't play with the athletes they played now. But they didn't play with the, the technology where I mean, you can miss hit a ball and it's gonna go 500 feet it was like if you didn't square a ball up then I don't even know if you could square that ball up <laughs> but if you didn't it was like well, you're gonna hit a, um, a milk dud back to the picture you know what I mean yeah so it's like yeah sure you didn't have you know the athlete 6'6 whipping the ball 110 miles per hour but they still had the athletes at that time yeah like when Babe Ruth came he's 6'3 they were like this is God, This guy's Godzilla mm-hmm. this guy's the biggest guy we've ever seen there's still guys who are dominant athletes because they, they just were built different True. So it's hard to discredit them. I just don't like the idea. I just don't like the idea when you just completely discredit them. That's, that's what really hurts me. It's like mm-hmm. they, they built the game and they did a lot. to just be like, eh, well, you know, they played old. They played yeah. them back then. It's like, that's just stupid. It's just stupid. It's like, it's like a really, it's hard to argue that. You know, it's like, then how could you compare anybody to anything? Like, how yeah. could you put, compare Jim Brown to any running back in, in football? Yeah. They played old. They ran the ball all the time.
0: Yeah, because like then, what, what do you make a list? Like every 10 years, If there's my list for the decade because I can't, Compare Cal Ripken to Honus Wagner. Yeah, you, know? you can
1: do that in anything. Anything that has a list. You see these presidential rankings. Like how could you compare George Washington? He was all the way back then. What did he do? Yeah, yeah. How could you compare him to, you know, a new president? You have a million things going on now. Yeah. Back then it was like, just don't die.
0: <laughs> don't die. And
1: Don't blow us up. Like, don't don't actually implode our country into just fighting each other. And don't die. And you're the best. <laughs> it's like how can you compare that? Yeah, it's a, it, you can use that in anything in life. That's true. But how can you compare anything if that's the case? So it's a stupid argument. and If you want to be that way, where everything, then hey, that's fine too. You want to if you want to use that argument, you got to use for everything.
0: Yeah, that that's yeah, you got to be consistent. And,
1: and that's how I am with anything. You don't pick and choose. We said it with rules. We said it with a lot of things. Don't pick and choose what you want to do. So hmm. You, you got to be full in with that, or you got to be you know against it. You can't yeah. be you know well kind of.
0: Yeah, you can't cherry pick with with how you want to be you know, how you want to list things and yeah. how you want to value things. Yeah, so, I, I, I agree. That's where we're at. Uh, all right. Well, that's our, with yelling. that. All that yelling. <laughs> that is our middle infield list. Like I said, we didn't go, we didn't stick to the numerical uh, thing because we just felt that the middle infield is so similar, kind of appropriate to do it with one with one episode. So, so that's that. Uh, the next episode in two weeks, we will have the third base and left field. Before we get to our trivia question, uh, we do have, there's some news to go through, uh, starting with some off-season moves. We got uh, Josh Bell to the Nationals Love Josh Bell. for two pitching prospects. You got Blake Snell to the Padres in a five-player deal, I believe, right? That's a, an interesting deal that I, I actually kind of didn't expect uh, to be made, but kind of works for both teams. That kind of fits the Rays mold of kind of just that constant turnover of when they get stars, so that fits them. Padres needed pitcher. Fits them. Unfortunately, we lost uh, Phil Necro. That's also, uh, I believe he was eighty-one. Yeah. Uh, Frank told me uh, I didn't read about it too much, but he was had a long battle with cancer, which is unfortunate. We lost another legend of the game, three hundred win winner. Oh, knuckleball um,
1: pitcher
0: to win three hundred wins. Yeah, popularized uh, I believe popularized and kind of made the knuckleball famous. Well,
1: the epists, the- the Necro Brothers. Yeah. Yep. The file under the hands. Ugh. They were a mess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe I'm missing anything else noteworthy, unless you got. What else you got? I
1: mean, that's that's pretty much it. Like I said, we don't want to get into too many of the details because we're gonna have an episode that kind of recaps all this. We don't want to just bog it down now. and mm. Reiterate it later. But losing Necro really uh, hurt. I seen that yesterday, and I was like, Yeah, that's a shame. But he had a long battle. So, um, but it's just it still hurts. Um, Necro was fantastic. Pitched till he was, you know, gray-haired. <laughs> yeah. Josh Bell to the Nationals. I like Josh Bell a lot, so that was pretty cool. Blake Snell, straight to the Padres, and the Padres still on the move for Hugh Darvish, and they're, they're in the hunt for Trevor Bauer as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, before you just continue right there, just before I forget, or uh, before we get to forget to mention, the Padres did sign that uh, Korean... Yeah, the 25-year-old. The, the Korean uh, shortstop. The utility which, guy they want to use him as. But... Yeah, because yeah, they have... Tatis at short and try to a third so I would assume that that side of the infield is pretty covered yes. um forgive me I, I actually do forget his name and I'm not gonna try to
1: I get ha- I get names wrong that aren't even know that, that aren't even that hard wrong so it, I'm not gonna say it
0: yeah I'm not gonna even uh I'm not gonna even attempt it and sound racist but um but yeah he's supposed to be pretty damn good kind of like you said utility guy uh, so I didn't want to cut you off no, but but, that, uh, but that's I, I did remember that too and
1: the last quick note I just want to add is there is a slight possibility that there is a pushback at the start of the year where opening day could be closer to Memorial Day, which, if that's the case, they will probably not play one hundred sixty-two, but it'll probably be like one hundred fifty.
0: Yeah, it'll be close.
1: Like that might be like one hundred forty-eight, one hundred fifty, which is fine. If that's our worst, if that's what happens, that's our worst case. That's that's fine. Yeah, but compared 60 to sixty a... games, that's fine.
0: That's the way I feel. Yeah,
1: and half the time it's cold and the guys don't want to play. You don't know nothing. So I I want it normal, hmm. but if it gets pushed to Memorial Day you know, I'm not gonna really go go nuts about it. Yeah,
0: he could always make up some games elsewhere and at least give us yeah, a little more. It's a
1: doubleheader, maybe push the season one week back. That's six games right there. You know, it's easy. Yeah, they'll have it planned out. I just want you know, so there's an idea. Keep that in keep that in mind. Other than that, there's not too much off the wall stuff going on. And some of the trades, they are a little crazy. We'll get into episodes later. We just don't want to repeat ourselves. Um, yeah, because right that's now.
0: that's a trade that I'm sure we'll we'll break down a little further because that is a pretty significant move.
1: Yeah, and once a little more of the details come out, um, yeah. maybe with some cash and some reasoning and what explanation, it, it makes it easier too, to talk about it. Yeah. But other than that, like, you know, let's quickly here get into the trivia question for this week. And this is a good one. Mm-hmm. I, don't think, I don't know if anyone <laughs> will get it. but mm-hmm. um, So the trivia question this week to go along with our middle infield, who, it, I'm going to start, well, I'm going to do it this way. Who, if you can name them, has the most errors at shortstop, and you, I know it, I don't think anyone's gonna get it. But can you get the number? What is the all-time most errors at shortstop?
0: It's over nine hundred. For a little hint there, if you're trying to guess right now. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. over nine hundred. Yes,
1: and if you can get the play, if you get the player right, that's impressive. That's the yeah, most the, impressive thing you've ever done in your entire life.
0: Yeah, you uh, you're like Rain Man or something.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, um. <laughs> But I'll give you. I'll give it to you now. So the answer to that is Herman Long has the most errors at shortstop, and he had one thousand and seventy errors. There's only four players, in MLB has three to have over nine hundred. He's the only player to have over a thousand. And looking him up before, he had one hundred and seventeen errors in one season at shortstop.
0: It's just terrible.
1: And he was a okay. He was a. He really wasn't a bad player. He had like 20, 2,200 hits. God, there was no point in fielding. Yeah, <laughs> like he could have just throw just tossed his glove out there, and you're like, well. Let's hope. Yeah, like, his, his, his field, uh, fielding percentage one year was, like, 867.
0: Yeah, that's that's terrible.
1: That's not good. Like, are you kidding me? It's like, oh, boy, he feel 86.7%. That's terrible. Yeah. That guy's, are like, 99.7. Mm. 90, 98. And you're like, oh, 98. You're like, oh, what did this guy do? Like, he fielded 98 out of 100 balls. He's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. We don't, we're not worried about them, too. You know?
1: Yeah. He feel you know, he missed 14 of them. It's like, guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, get it together. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the
1: so that's a trivia question. The most errors at shortstop, who was it and how many? Herman Long. And 1,070 errors at shortstop position.
0: it's yes. terrible.
1: It is terrible. It's fantastically terrible. Uh, at a defensive position. Yeah. Back then when defense was like, okay, that's what you did. So it's just like, gosh,
0: And technically defensive run saved wise, Jeter was worst. That's pretty unbelievable.
1: Uh, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah I, don't, I don't really know how that happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happened either, but... Uh, Ooh, that is bad. Well, I mean, I'd rather have is. Jeter than him, but that's just me. I have a
1: cardboard box out there. <laughs> yeah, just just... chance of catching something. <laughs> yeah. He would catch at least uh, a couple.
0: Jeez. Yeah, for real. So
1: but That's it. That's our trivia question, and uh, next episode we'll do third base and left field. That doesn't really make too much sense to a lot of people. But we got to match up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll do third base and, and left field next week, uh, or next episode. Then we'll finish out the outfield, and then we'll have a little special... Uh, top 10 list a fun one at the end to kind of wrap it all up
0: yeah um good so far yeah i think so too just a little disclaimer uh in just i guess this is just in case something happens we are going to change our recording a little bit because i am going to be going on vacation shortly after uh, uh the new year so uh, i'll be gone one week so we won't be able to record but we're going to record on a separate date so if there is a lag in news, like say we we record an episode and then something another breaks, trade happens. yeah, another trade happens a week later or five days later or something. Um, we're not going to be able to report on it. That's just there's just going to be a little lag there. So just you know, as a preface to that episode, in case where it sounds like we don't know nothing, yeah, that uh, you know so it, we do have to
1: oblivious to the rest of the world of baseball. So yeah, no, we it's just, there's a reason for that.
0: Yeah, so we're just gonna we're gonna like I said we're gonna do a little uh we we'll to record a different date, so that's in case.
1: But it'll be posted the same date. Yeah,
0: it'll, it'll still be same, posted the, the same,
1: same schedule. It's just we're gonna be recording it at a different
0: time. Exactly. Um. So unless you've got anything else, any last notes or anything, I'm gonna wrap this up.
1: Yeah, I don't got much. Um. You know, just hope everybody had a, a good holiday, Christmas, um, and the New Year. Uh. You know, we were obviously posting this on New Year's Eve, so enjoy your New Year's Eve and enjoy the New Year, and hopefully, um, next year we can um get back to some sort of normal and get baseball back to as much normal as we can and watch as many games as possible. I um, mean, we get back into the stands because um, you're going to miss an 80 degree day watching a baseball game. Hmm. Just miss it. So hopefully we get back there. I but, hear um Yeah. I just want everybody to enjoy their new years and enjoy the episodes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh Yeah. Everyone enjoy their new year. Or if you're listening to this late, hope you had a good uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's safe one. So until then, you can listen to this podcast on Google Podcasts, as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen to us on our regularly updated YouTube channel, as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree.
1: And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at FDubs10.
0: You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod, no E and screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week.
1: Yep, take care.